Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher, joined by Brad Thomas. Today, we're going to break down the World Cup. We're going to talk England uh, against the USA, uh, as well as some other matches on tap. And then we're going to bring in the great Johnny Venezia to talk uh, the NFL slate. But Brad, first, how are you? And what did you make of the results this morning? You know, I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm, I was glad that I was able to cash that under in the Croatia-Morocco game. I fell asleep at halftime. And the entire time, I was just having dreams that there were like three or four goals in that second half. Thankfully, it was nil-nil. And how about Japan? Oh, my God. Talk about a game plan. You just play tight, compact, keep it low scoring for 70, 75 minutes. In the last 20, 25 minutes of the game, you give it your all, and they come out with a result and three points over Germany. That's going to go a long way in this group because this is a tough group to get out of. Yeah, I think that Saudi Arabia beating Argentina is the most significant uh, event so far of the World Cup just because it's so shocking. But in terms of impact on who's actually going to win the tournament, Germany losing to Japan, I think, is more significant because Argentina are still favorites to get out of their group. But now now Germany are underdogs to, to get out of their group. And we'll see what happens in the Spain game. But now you know, losing that game to Japan, that's more costly than a loss to Spain would have been to Germany because Spain are the best team in the group. So uh, that's fairly significant. Uh, I know that Germany dominated XG against Japan. I think they were expected to win by two (laughs) goals and they lost, uh, which isn't ideal for the Germans. Uh, Another team that got pummeled uh, on XG was Team USA in the second half, at least, against Wales. So... So we look at their game against England, the three Lions. England are minus 175 to win on the three-way money line. The draw is plus 300, and the USA are plus 500. What are you looking for in this game on Friday, Brad? You know, it's interesting to think about this United States team because they played a brilliant uh, 65 minutes against Wales. And then, unfortunately, you can see the youth of this team kind of got a little scared, got a little nervous. If you play nervy football... You're going to concede a goal. You're going to make mistakes. And you could hear Greg Berhalter yelling at his guys, push up field, get forward, play a higher line. So this game, they have to get something out of this game. I think that Greg Berhalter, who leads all active coaches in the fewest uh, goals conceded, is going to have his guys play tight, compact, similar to what Japan did. I think they're going to try to give them a game about 30 minutes, 20 minutes towards the end. Um, So I would probably lean towards the United States spread. Um, I, I wouldn't go as far to say I think the United States is going to win. Maybe you get a little value on draw no bet because you're getting almost four to one on your money. But this England team is tough, man. I mean, from top to bottom. Harry Kane uh, rolled his ankle late last game, and he's questionable for the next game. He was in training today, but 
I mean, what, they're going to replace him with Marcus Rashford, who's probably better than any player on our team right now. Uh, but we did look promising. So I, I, I think, like, if you find a plus, plus one and a half somewhere out there, um, I would probably play that with the United States because I do think they get something out of this game. A draw goes so far. Yeah, they, if they get a draw, then they're in great position to get out of the group regardless of what Wales do against Iran because England will be heavy favourites to beat Wales. I do think that, yeah, this sets up for a pretty ugly, low-scoring type of game. <laughs> Gareth Southgate's England, notwithstanding the six goals they put past Iran, have typically been a pretty cagey, conservative team. Uh, they're not ultra creative. I don't think Southgate's the best coach in the world, certainly <laughs> no. with making adjustments in-game, which I think probably cost them the Euro final against Italy. Uh, and then, you know, the USA, their, their problem has been, you know, lack of a superstar striker. But if you're taking an under, uh, then that only works in your favor. So that would probably be my bet on the game is under two and a half. It's evenly backed each side at this point. Would that be your lean on the total as well? Or do you think... There might be more potential for an explosion of goals. No, it's going to be the under for me. Um, a lot of people, you know, when they're betting from game to game in the World Cup, they see a six, eight goal explosion. Like you said, in the last game, they instantly want to take over. But these teams, uh, they want to get draws. They want to play low scoring games. That's why we've seen so many zero, zero results. Like it's not rocket science for these coaches. They know what they need to do. Get a point, survive, live to fight the next day and then win the games you should. Yep, I'm with you there. Let's uh, let's jump to Belgium, Canada. Uh, I think Canada, who probably no one ever really thinks about regarding world soccer, I think they're one of the most interesting uh, and exciting teams in the tournament. They've got a couple of stars in Alfonso Davies, uh, who is frequently seen you know as a fullback, but for Canada actually plays much more uh, you know an attacking role, often as like a as a number ten. So I think, and that makes sense. You just you got one real superstar player, just uh, just play him in the most valuable spot, and then also Jonathan David, who's been you know, close to the best striker uh, in League 1, non, uh, non-PSG division. So they're young, they're really exciting, and they're going up against a Belgium team, which is definitely on the wrong side of it, uh, with Romelu Lukaku, not anywhere near the guy he was for Inter Milan two years ago. Uh, Eden Hazard can barely get through 90 minutes. He's not <laughs> the guy he was at Chelsea. Uh, and then a really old defense in Belgium. Uh, with guys like Jan, uh, Jan Vertonghen and, and Toby Aldevira not being who they were. So what do you like in this Belgium-Canada game? Yeah, I like both teams to score here. Like you touched on it. Their defense is so old. Their back line is anchored by two 33-plus-year-old guys. And that sounds crazy. You know, we're talking about 33, but in soccer years, as a defender, that's really old. And this is going to probably be a come-out party for Jonathan David. He has the team around him, which is more important. When you have a guy like Alfonso Davies servicing you balls, it's going to be great. A guy like Buchanan servicing you balls, you're going to you're going to be in for you know a pretty fair amount of chances. I think that we get a playable line here. Initially, it opened up at minus 105. I was a little late to the party. I locked in at minus 110. I still think it's playable at minus 130. Um, I, I don't like taking too much juice to that because if you start to get to the minus 140, you might as well just play both teams to score and over two and a half goals. Cause I do think we see a high total in here. This Belgian team's going to get scored on Canada is one of my sleepers to uh, make it out of this group at plus two seventy five. odds change a little bit now with the result this morning, but I wouldn't sleep on Canada at all, especially against this very, very weak. And like they're probably the weakest top 10 uh, FIFA team there is. 
Yeah, I agree. They certainly seem vulnerable. At the same time, they still do have Kevin De Bruyne and Thibaut Courtois, who are maybe the best uh, at their positions yep. in the entire world. So it'll be a question of whether you know their strengths outweigh the weaknesses in the rest of the squad. Uh, any other games that you're looking at or any other angles, Brad, that you've got on tap? Yeah, no, I'm kind of uh, looking at Uruguay, uh, their game. I kind of like playing a, a, a little fun angle in that. Uruguay to win in under four and a half goals. I know Son is going to be playing for South Korea, but this is a Uruguay team that is the perfect recipe for success for a World Cup. They have a good mixture of veteran presence and a good mixture of youth on that team, especially Darwin Nunez playing out of his mind. Uh, Valverde of Real Madrid's playing probably the best football you possibly can be playing in La Liga. They're going to set up pretty nice for a big tournament run. Yep, I like that on Uruguay. Seems like they might be the sleeper best position to really make a run at it. All right, now we're going to go away from one football and jump into another. But first, it is a weekend to be thankful. What better way to celebrate the holiday than with must-watch events on NBC, Telemundo, and Peacock. It all begins Thanksgiving Day with the National Dog Show. Presented by Purina Brad and continues with a special edition of Sunday Night Football on a Thursday on Thanksgiving night between the Patriots and the Vikings. The action continues Friday with Telemundo and Peacock's Copa Mundial, Spanish language coverage of USA, England, and to cap it all off, WWE Survivor Series War Games Saturday night, followed by the Packers at Eagles Sunday evening on NBC and Peacock. That is a loaded slate, absolutely loaded. <laughs> And the only way to follow that read up is by bringing in the great Johnny Venezia, Johnny VTV. It's good to see you, my friend. Looking forward to uh, the Kangaroo Jack references that are undoubtedly <laughs> on their way. But Johnny, let's get straight into it. Let's talk Bengals at Titans. Bengals are one and a half point favorites in Tennessee. A rematch of last year's playoff game, uh, which the Bengals obviously won in Tennessee. The total is 42 and a half. What do you like in this game, John? So I have to really get a little bit more information on the injury report coming out. I want to see what's going on with Jamar Chase. Obviously, he had a good game in the divisional round when these two teams faced off last year in January. And obviously, Arthur Brown was on the roster for the Titans. He's in Philly now. But they have a new guy in Traylon Burks who is really starting to come on after this injury, and he is the prototype for A.J. Brown. He's the guy they brought in to replace him. They did stop Derrick Henry. Now, this was supposed to be the fall where Derrick Henry just completely falls off for his career. But guess what? The king stays the king. I think he's going to have a much better chance of success this time around because guess what, man? The Bengals' defense – they're still very, very beatable, and, and I think the King Henry is going to have a good show in this one here. Yeah, it's kind of interesting from a betting perspective of like what I want to do. You know, both teams are massively hot, coming in seven and one against the spread, eight and one against the spread for the Titans. Um, you know, this is the lowest line we're going to get for the Bengals. I, I think if you're a Bengals fan or a guy who backs the Bengals frequently, this is the line you kind of want to jump on. But you always have to be weary of what Derrick Henry does. For me, I was actually pretty impressed. They were able to keep. Joe Burrow upright. I think he was only sacked like three times, which is still a ton, but not a ton for the Bengals. I think if they could neutralize this Titans team who only got one sack in their last game, they have a good chance to win this. So at minus one and a half, I'd probably look closer to the money line, but I'm on the Bengals actually on this side. 
Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think the, the Titans get no respect whatsoever from the market. Yeah, really. All they do is win games. But uh, it was shocking to see them plus three and a half against the Packers. I don't know who was pushing that line towards Green Bay. Every uh, shop that I spoke to was on the Titans there and they covered. At the same time, my concern in this game would be that the Titans' run defense is almost too good because what you want is if you're going up against Cincinnati, you want them running Joe Mixon for three yards per carry. This In this case, it might be Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, and you don't want them throwing the ball, particularly if uh, Jamar Chase is out there. But teams constantly just give up on the run entirely against Tennessee more than they do any other team because the Titans have the best rushing defense in the league. So... You don't want this to become uh, a Joe Burrow, you know, just throwing it on 70% of plays. But yeah, I think this line should be more like pick. So I would be skewed Titans, if anything. But that is a relatively small margin. And my apologies to King Henry. I wrote him off before the start of the season. And uh, he has proven me very, very wrong. But the past two weeks, he hasn't done much. So we'll see what he can do against the Cincinnati run defense that's basically middle of the pack. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets... First five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, 
call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Let's jump to Raiders Seahawks, which is one I have a bit of a stronger opinion on. The Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is 47-and-a-half. Johnny, where are you going here? Listen, our boy Gino Gino Bambino in firm contention for this comeback player of the year. We're going to have a very good Christmas if that one comes home. They're coming off a bye, and they came out flat against Tampa in Germany. They're the most traveled team in the NFL. It was 6.30 their time, and they started getting going as the game went on, right? So now they're coming off a bye, fresh, against a Raiders team that's really not that good. And quite honestly, I'm looking for Gino to be able to carve up this defense, LV is the worst defense against running backs in the pass game. They allow the fourth most catches and the most yards. Looking for Kenny Walker to get going in the ground game as well as through the air. Who's going to cover Tyler Lockett and Papa DK Metcalf? I don't know. It's not going to be Rock Yassine or Amrick Robertson. I think it's going to be Geno Smith, one-way traffic, and they're going to be able to have a good matchup with Tariq Woolen v. Devontae Adams and shut down Josh Jacobs because they're pretty good in rush DVOA. Your favorite stat. <laughs> I I absolutely love this, Johnny, because we're on the same side. Like it, it the Raiders have to be the worst coach team in the NFL. Yet somehow they picked up a win and are, are acting like you know they saved the season. Like, great, we made the great decision to stay with McDaniels. No, you guys are awful. I like the Seahawks, and even in that Bucks game, when I bet the Bucks, I was terrified. I wanted to get a little bit of action, a little buyback on the, the Seahawks in that game because you said it perfectly. They came out flat. They traveled a lot. The timing was wrong. The Bucks, they played a Bucks at a very bad part of the season for them to be an opponent, and they still fought very hard. They're going to be able to shut down Adams. They're going to be able to shut down Josh Jacobs. I think that we see a big game out of Kenneth Walker as well. The Raiders are not a good team, so give me the Seattle Seahawks. Like it, it, I'm not even questioning the three and a half. But I do miss the days where we were getting those plus five and a half. It's like, oh, man, those were the days. Yeah, the Seahawks. The book is out on the Seahawks, though. Perhaps <laughs> not enough because I think this line should be more like five. Uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think that the Raiders, they're just the team that doesn't do anything <laughs> particularly well. They have the worst pass rush in the league. You're right, John. Uh, rush DVOA is my favorite stat. Uh, another favorite stat of mine is our passing defense DVOA in which the Raiders are the worst team in the league. And on the other side, the Seahawks have a top four passing offense. So like, I think we've got enough of a sample now after 10 games to just say that Geno Smith is, is really, really good. That this year he's been clearly the top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And I don't really see any reason why we would change that projection going forward, given what he's banked already. So Look, I think that the Seahawks are going to be able to pass. Uh, they're going to be able to run. They're going to do whatever they want. And Tariq Woolen on Devontae Adams uh, will help at least mitigate the one thing outside of Max Crosby that the Raiders have going for them, which is Devontae Adams catching touchdowns for fun. So this is probably my favorite bet uh, of the, the Sunday slate. Uh, so in a difficult spot where 
Need the Seahawks to win for a lot of futures. Also need Tariq Woolen to not, you know, have two picks on Devontae Adams as a Sauce Gardner <laughs> family uh, that this podcast is for T-Roy. So we've got a narrow gap to shoot there, but uh, but I think we can do it. All right, before we get into Packers-Eagles, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in the World Cup college football, and in the NFL. And speaking of the NFL, there will be two opportunities to win $100,000 this week by playing Sunday Night 7. Your first chance is guessing the outcome between the Pats and the Vikings on Thanksgiving night, like the Pats there, followed by another contest surrounding the Packers and Eagles in Philadelphia on Sunday evening. And let's talk about that game now. Johnny, Packers at Eagles, Eagles minus 7. The total is 46.5. Where are you going here? Great. The Green Bay Packers in another primetime game. Who asked for this? Not us. They need to be flexed out. They got nine toes in the grave right now. A loss here, they're done. Aretha Franklin singing, stick a fork in them, it's over. I think here, Philly, they got a butter matchup this week. The Packers' run defense is terrible. They're one of the worst in football, bottom five. And I think the Eagles, who have not had a convincing win in a month, since the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to get back to business here. They're going to run the ball 35, 40 times. Get Jalen Hurts going again. They did a little bit in Indy. Miles Sanders, what happened? What happened there? What happened there? That's what's going to happen. And I think the Eagles are just going to be able to do whatever they want against a Green Bay Packers defense that has allowed 27 points or more in three of their last four contests. I just think this is a a get-right spot for Philly to get themselves back into the conversation of being one of the most dominant teams in football because they have not looked like it in a long, long time. I'm looking for Jalen Hurts and the boys to absolutely ball out. Yeah, I'm with you there, Johnny. Uh, I don't understand this total in particular. (laughs) It opened very, very low. opened it. 44 and a half some spots it's up to 46 and a half now that's still not big enough of an adjustment for me i think that with not expecting to have any weather uh impacting this game really uh i, I just think that the packers they're not gonna be able to stop the eagles i don't think the eagles defense uh perhaps is what it was at the start of the season either and certainly with christian watson emerging as uh just the guy who scores multiple touchdowns every single week I do you think the packers offense should be better than what it's shown in the first half of the season so I think the line at seven is about right. I would take the Eagles if forced, but my bet would definitely be on the total. I think this should be three points higher. Uh, I don't understand the 46 and a half at all. But uh, before we get into uh, some Zach Wilson news, Brad, what do you think about Packers-Eagles? Yeah, so I'm on the Eagles, all over the Eagles. I'm probably going to play the Eagles' first half total. I'm going to play their full game total and their spread. This Packers team is is really bad against the run. But it's really important when you look at teams and you're interested in taking an underdog, I like to look at their variance, like their defensive variance. Are we going to get a team who has one week could be a top two, top three defense or a, or one week going to be, you know, the bottom 32 defense. The Packers are always what they are. They're just a bad defense consistently. They don't stop the run, which gives me, it's easier to game plan against a team when you know what you're going to get. That game against the Colts for the, for the Eagles was, was a tough game. You know, the Eagles did what they needed to do to win. Sure. But listen, this is not the same defense that they're playing against the Colts. I think Miles Sanders gets the ball. His his, his uh, carry totals may probably be set somewhere like 13 and a half. I think he runs the ball about 15, 16 times this game because he's going to go absolutely berserk on this team. I like a lot of points for the Eagles in a big win. 
I like that. Yeah, keep rolling, Eagles. Nick Sirianni, Coach of the Year, looks to get back on track, uh, which it was revived with that win over the Colts. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. Uh, <laughs> news has just broken that he's been benched, which, to be honest, I would have made a pretty big underdog in the market, him getting benched after the reporting. It seemed like he was going to get one last chance uh, against the Bears' defense to really get right. No, they've just pulled the trigger, and uh, this is great news as I go into the wardrobe, because now there's hope for the New York <laughs> Source Garden of Jersey. Might get worn on a couple of shows this weekend. Uh, I think this is really good for the Jets. Thinks it gives them more upside. I think that Mike White and Joe Flacco are both better than Zach Wilson. He's been just insipid. He's been the worst starting quarterback in the league by PFF. He's 39 out of 39 in terms of guys who meet the barest thresholds in PFF grade. I, I think this is the right move. Uh, I love Robert Sala. I love that he's making this call because now I think it certainly increases their chances of making the playoffs. Like It's not a massive difference because it's not like <laughs> Mike White and Joe Flacco are going to come in and be Justin Herbert. But I think both of those guys are worth half a point to a point over the Zach Wilson that we've seen. Johnny, any lean now on right now that the line has gone? It's funny because that's exactly uh, kind of what I wanted to touch on is that the line has gone from Jets minus four and a half to Jets minus five uh, with this news that Wilson is out. Uh, any lean on Jets bears now, Johnny? What I, You guys know I'm the creator of the Royal Mint. And for anybody that doesn't know what the Royal Mint was, and I was hoping we were going to get to this, always take the road dog getting five or five and a half points exactly. And I had to convince a lot of people early in the season about it because nobody bought in on me. But when I started showing them the trends and I started forcing the Royal Mint down our my circuit group's throat, which includes Brad Thomas early in the season, <laughs> then everybody started to catch on. So Chicago is in that spot here. They're 12 and three against the spread this year uh, in the or the last two seasons with the Royal Mint. It's, it's absolutely butter. It's unbelievable. And the big thing I would back the Bears on the spread if Justin Fields is going to play. I'm not really comfortable even in this spot backing like a Nick Foles or whoever they're going to be rolling out there. If it is Nick Foles backing them up, somebody refresh my memory. Um, Trevor Simeon. Trevor thank Simeon you. The great Trevor Simeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm wow. not laying any, uh, I'm not getting <laughs> any points to Trevor Simeon here, but I do think the Bears right now would be the play. Although, Jay, we know why Robert Sala made this move. It's because he knows we have a nice coach of the year position on him. And in order to do so, they need to make the playoffs. So bravo, <laughs> Robert Sala. Yeah, this is actually, I, I would go and now back Robert Sala coach of the year. And it's not so much that Mike White or Joe Flacco, whoever they start is going to be a massive, massive upgrade. It's just that this gives Sala so much more narrative. If he goes yes. away from Wilson, he makes that massive call uh, you know, to get basically like Wilson's done. Like it's he's the number two pick and he's been benched ingloriously on a team that's six and four. Uh, I can't imagine that he's going to be the long-term guy for the Jets now after this. Uh, so I think that this gives Salah a lot more narrative, uh, particularly what happens to other coach of the year candidates like Kevin O'Connell, good night. Like you're done after that loss to Dallas. Uh, Brian Dayball looks like the bottom is coming out for the Giants with their injuries. They're going to get destroyed by the Cowboys. That line is ticking towards 10. I still like that, even if it gets the 10 uh, on the Cowboys side. Uh, so really, it's, I mean, Nick Sirianni is the guy to beat, but I mean, Robert Sala is right in position now. Uh, yeah, I still think I'd probably take the Bears plus five if it's Fields at quarterback. If he gets ruled in, I think that line will drop. But uh, yeah, Brad, any thoughts on... Uh, 
on uh, the funeral of Zach Wilson. <laughs> Poor Zach Wilson. Listen, I hated how every expert says Zach Wilson can make all the throws on the field. It's like the guys only watched his, his pro day or his highlight package. If you watch real BYU football, if you're a real college football fan, you guys know I love college football. I love it more than my mother. I'm sorry, mom. I do love you. But Zach Wilson is a terrible decision maker. He has been and will always be. So this is a great move by Salah and the Jets. I, I think it makes them, like you said, a one or one and a half point better every single game because you don't need, this has been proven by the Philadelphia Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. You don't need Patrick Mahomes out there at quarterback. You just need somewhere out there, someone out there who's going to move the chains and is not going to make mistakes. And unfortunately, Zach Wilson didn't do that. So this makes them so much better. Like I've been waiting for this to happen like even even fantasy players, like even pass catchers in fantasy get a little upgrade by not having the terrible Zach Wilson, who after a poor game says, no, it wasn't my fault or there's nothing I could have done better. That's just total BS. Yep. I love it. I love this. I love everything about this move. Robert Sal is the man. Uh, look, here's the thing. Here's why he's the bet for coach of the year right now. He's plus 1100 on points bet is the Jets a plus 120 uh, to make the playoffs right now. And so like, Robert Salah, he's better than a 5-1 to one chance to win Coach of the Year if the Jets make the playoffs after making this move, after being a team that was expected to win like five, six games, and they've already gotten to six uh, this early in the season. So, yeah, I think that is the play. For this game in particular, I yeah, I would lean Bears just because of the chance that Fields plays, uh, but I think the bet is Robert Salah. All right, Johnny, any closing thoughts? Yeah, so I actually wanted your guys' opinion on this. I, I tweeted this out last week. Justin Fields to lead the NFL in rush yards was 30 <laughs> to 1. Now, with the injury news or the pending injury with his dislocated shoulder last week in Atlanta, he moved to 50 to 1. And he's top five in rush yards right now. The one bugaboo is he still has his bye week upcoming, but he's got a great schedule, favorable in matchups for rush yards and uh, for the rest of the way. And given all of the you know, game planning and all of the system and scheme that they use for him to run the ball versus, you know, everybody else. And considering the fact that he's only 120 yards off second place right now, I think 50 to one is still a bet. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. What he's like 176 yards behind Derrick Henry and Henry's got an extra game. So 176, that probably projects to be like, yeah, 276 behind Henry. So that's a pretty big gap. You'd probably need something to happen to Henry. But at 50 to one, I don't mind it just because of the like fields is rushing has the highest upside of, of almost anyone in the league just because, you know, with these quarterback design runs, I think they would have to be more variable than Derrick Henry running into a stacked eight-man box over and over again. So <laughs> 50 to one, if you get news that he is ruled in, uh, then I don't mind it. I wouldn't back it right now just because of the uncertainty, but those markets are typically uh, pretty slow to update. And uh, I think you probably be able to get some 50 to one, even if he still is yep. ruled in. Anyway, that game just got a lot more interesting uh, with the news that it's going to be the White or Flacco show. All right, Johnny, you're the man. Loved having you on here. Uh, tell people where they can follow you. Always on Twitter at underscore JohnnyVTV. Still writing for the site, NBC Sports Edge. And, of course, Instagram, JohnnyVTV underscore. Putting out all the fire NFL plays. And get ready, man. After football's over, do you know what comes next? It's college baseball season, <laughs> yes. the best sport to bet. The books don't know what they're doing, but your boy Johnny VTV does. See you guys soon. Absolutely love it.
Okay. Thank you, Johnny. College baseball. Yes. What the nation has been waiting for. Uh, don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks for everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us from Jay Croucher and Brad Thomas and the aforementioned Johnny VTV. Happy holidays. Have a great Thanksgiving and we'll be back next week. Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicholas and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagles Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at ococean.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.